The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. In a world... where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Panther fans, unite! My name's Tony Dunn. Cody Lashney, how you doing? TK's in the house. How you doing, my friend? The stat daddy. But I think Derek Brown, hey man, he deserves that dab on him. Uh, dab on him, Phil Snow. Dab on him. All the same. Yeah, 100%. We can just Mine is going to go to the fullback. I'm going to dump on the Richie guy. Dab on him, Shaq. I'm going to put the towel on Matt Rule. Uh, you know, y'all took all the good ones. Only one post game roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers post game show. We did it. We did it, folks. We survived physically. The three of us are alive. And if you're hearing this, you're in the chat. You're alive to witness history. The Panthers, 17 games. Hadn't been shut out in 21 seasons. Have managed to be shut out two weeks in a row. The Carolina Panthers 2023 season, the year of 20C3, is finally, finally over. It's the C3 Panthers postgame show. It's the 17th postgame show of the season. And I don't know if there could be a more fitting end to this season than a 9 to nothing beatdown, beatdown by a division rival where a quarterback throws 137 yards, plays fucking horrendously. They don't rush the ball at all. And the Carolina Panthers still get smoked. Nine to nothing. You could beat this team with a wooden spoon. You could beat this team with a switch. You could beat this team with Baker Mayfield. Boy, thank Jesus. It is over. Cody Lashney, it's the C3 Panthers postgame show, the 17th one of the season. The Panthers shut out two times in a row. They had not been shut out in 21 seasons. Last week, they were shut out, smoked. This week, shut out again. Eight quarters in a row. 
eight, eight quarters in a row, the Panthers offense looks lifeless and absolutely dead. And what a perfect metaphor for the 2023 Carolina Panthers football team, which I believe, Tony Dunn, is the most disappointing team in the history of the franchise far and away. We're going to talk about that. We're going to kind of wrap up this entire season of, of Panthers football today, man. Uh, Ike Aquanu looks Byron Bell levels of bad, looks Matt Khalil levels of bad. And, man, it's it's just rough all the way around. But, Tony, if we're going to do it one more time, then we're going to do it with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. You know them and love them. It's our guy, Colby Griffin, Dexter Henderson from across the pond. What's up? Jacob Hall, Illinois Jones, Kristen Ledane. What's up? Michael Granger, Nirvash, Panther Gal, Seth Robinson, Ted Sidems, Roosevelt Mongo, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother, for the final time of the year. Let's roll. I always just yearn for football all season long. I yearn for it. Yeah, all off season. It's man, can't wait for football. Can't wait for football. I have not been able to wait for this season to end. CK, I think today's game might solidify that the Carolina Panthers, this 2023 team, is actually the worst team in Panther history. People will want to debate. People will do this, but there are statistics that say it's the worst team in the modern NFL, too. Um, it's it's going to be hard to argue against that. Um, this this is a mind boggling stat. Again, and we continued that trend. We have never led the football game in the fourth quarter at all. The whole season, the entire season. <laughs> We had the zeros on the scoreboard when we kicked our, our uh, game-winning field goals against the Falcons and the Texans, but we never once was leading a team in the fourth quarter all season long. That's wild. Um, honestly, I just I was telling you guys in the, before we even started the show, I don't understand how every part of this team, this offense, can be so bad. Like, it's not just DJ Chark. It's not just uh, Terrace Marshall. It's not just Mingo. Uh, it's not just our offensive line. It's not just Bryce Young, right? It is every part of this is failing. And these are professional players, right? So you've got, I just don't under this. It has to almost, it feels almost intentional. Like it's, I just have no other explanation. How do you fumble on the one yard line like that? How do you then uh, drop a, a a third a third down pass or a second down pass. Uh, Adam Thielen, who will catch everything that comes his way, is evidence on that fourth and five that he caught a, a dot. Right? It just I don't get it. The the TMJ lining up in the position, like I don't understand. We did the enough to win this game today. It was literally three as as Ron Rivera says three mistakes that were made that prevented us from playing spoiler to the to the Bucks today. The Bucks looked bad. The luck Bucks looked horrendous. We dropped three interceptions. <laughs> like this is this is incredibly difficult to have this t- be the outcome of this game. 
I don't yeah. get how, what's going on with this team. There were two this plays. This makes no sense. There were two plays where we had would-be touchdowns that were taken away by boneheaded idiocracy from this football team, man. One, uh, rolling out to the sideline, you have uh, Bryce Young hitting a pass to DJ Chark. DJ cuts it up the field and fumbles across the end zone. Dude, you literally can't they make called it, it a up, touchdown. Man. How about this? Is like this is like the best part of this is like you get you're shut out two weeks in a row. They have you have a touchdown right there, and they take it back from me. He what? It was a fumble. And you know what? He yeah. was holding the ball like a dummy from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, just a, he hey, was like, that's Bill Belichick apparently teaches you never reach your arm out when you're crossing the goal well, line. I don't even care about that. Reason. Before that, he was one hand and running with it in yeah. his right yeah. arm, yeah. which was the arm closest to the contact. You know what I'm saying? Is like he was like doing it like a kid in the backyard. I don't even care about the stretching out. It was, I mean, I do. He was already destined to fumble that ball as soon as he caught it. What's this Terrace Marshall Jr. mistake? Dude, I didn't even a, know he played. touchdown. At the end of the game, we had a, it was a, a that when Bryce had gotten sack fumbled, uh, they, right, the play right before that, uh, Blackshear ran it in for a touchdown. It was about to be, uh, a seven to nine and or, or no seven to six wasn't it um but nonetheless so he ran nah, it in did. for a touchdown yeah. terrace marshall lined up incorrectly like he was a, it, it, well, it off wasn't the even, line on the line i'm not gonna I lie did. i felt i dozed off and i woke up and the game was gone i uh i was listening <laughs> to it like, yeah what the hell how's the game over the game where this might have been the shortest game in panther history too well, that's because we only ran the ball. Like, uh, here's the thing: I want to make this clear. I mean, if you guys are talking about in the chat, if you're got, if you're talking about Bryce Young as a whole throughout the season, that's fine. But if anybody in this in this chat room is trying to say Bryce Young had anything to do with this loss today, you're out of your flipping minds. I'm not saying he was a great quarterback, but you've got to remove the 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 offensive game plan removed him from the equation altogether, right? You've got you yeah, can't put any of this. The football. They ran the ball so many times. This was not anything to do with Bryce Young that we ended up like this. This was all about game plan. Well, we didn't um, even have a lot of possessions, to be honest. I mean, yeah, you ran the ball more than you threw it, but you only ran the ball 29 total times, and that's including two runs by 27 times, and you threw the ball 18 times. Like, you just didn't have... Think about this. Here is here's the stat for you, CK. This is why it's problematic. The Panthers were two for twelve on third down. You know how many of those they tried to run the ball as opposed to throw the ball? Uh, no, probably a lot. They were running third downs. They were running the ball in third down in twelve. Third and twelve, they were running the ball. <laughs> third and eight, they were running the ball. Third and five, they were running the ball. I would guarantee you, probably seventy five percent of those third down attempts were running in place. I, I I believe it. I believe it. It was um, clearly, 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 and, clearly. Frank Reich was holding this offense back. Oh, hey, hey! Uh, there is one good <laughs> thing, and and we have to make sure that we mentioned it. We fucked over the Saints. Yeah, let's yeah. go! <laughs> Woohoo! Did the Falcons win today? <laughs> 
Uh, no, the Falcons got their the ass. The Falcons, yeah. The oh my God, Ritter. Ritter looks so uh, bad. <laughs> he looks yeah. so bad today. Sorry, Saints fan. It's the only thing that we have. It's the only victory that we can take right now. So sorry, we're gonna. How go. does <laughs> that? Just because, but if we would have won at one today, it would have helped the in the Falcons won. It would have helped them, right? So how does well, this yeah, screw so, the Saints if we would have no, just because won? If New Orleans, if we would have beat Tampa. And New Orleans won like they did. They would have won the NFC South and had okay. a home playoff. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But, um, and then, well, hold on. So we played spoiler the- no matter what. Yeah. So, look, then we get to the second touchdown that was called back where Blackshear runs for a touchdown and it ends up getting called back on a BS penalty. It wasn't Every- BS. BS. It wasn't BS. What was he? Lined no, I mean, up from off the line. From yeah, our, it, was, our, it, was it was a whole on our behalf. That was the yeah. formation penalty, right? Or that was the whole yeah, formation. No, that was Can the you formation. blame a guy who hasn't played in two years? You almost wonder if he's uh, what to do. Right. You under, almost wonder if he did it intentionally. Like this was his first game being active. He was a healthy scratch for like six or seven first games in a row. Play and since he was drafted, right? So it's and and it, can we talk about the fact that the the game plan to just only involve uh, Amir Smith Morset. Uh, once in the offense, like he only touched the ball once, and that was for a first down on a third down play. That was one of those two times that we converted on third down was a pass play to him. Frank Reich holding this offense back clearly as uh, Thomas Brown's offense put up a whopping zero points in two games against. Can we be clear? Uh, a Bucks team that is was terrible today. Right, yeah, their uh, offense, the Tampa Bay offense could find absolutely no rhythm, and and again, I know we're being very hard on the team. Obviously, that's what happens when you. Why have two would we be? They've right. been hard but, on us, uh, dude. Hey, how about this? J.C. Horn looked pretty damn good shutting down Mike Evans all day, huh? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, dude. Jonathan, Whatever, dude, I almost had does, to mute does. the television, dude. I almost had to mute Shutting the television as down. no, as just like not saying shit that was just completely fucking wrong. He's like, oh, I mean, Horn is a great reason this court, this team is a third ranked defense. I was like, Horn ain't even been on this fucking yeah, field. Yeah, this is the so first stupid. time he's played. Yeah, this is the first time he played. But, dude, he needed this victory. Uh, as someone who's been injured so much, he needed to be able to come in today and have a good performance against Mike Evans. And, dude, he did that, man. And I know it doesn't answer any questions about his long-term viability to stay healthy throughout the duration of a season, but you need performances like this to build on, man. Was and- he uh, really on Evans the whole time? No. Uh, Not most the first half he was. Yeah. We'll be doing a. We're gonna have to do a film room on this one. Yeah, like, uh, not the first room. half. He wasn't just on. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't play well. What I'm saying is this is like, like remember? I mean, he wasn't just exclusively on Mike Evans in the first half. So the numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Um, I want to talk about something. <laughs> Brian Burns just blamed. Okay, um, Joe Person put a tweet up. And it reads this, Brian Burns said all the injuries on the defensive side early in the season impacted him, especially after his contract talks stalled. Dealing with that, I was dealing uh, dealing with what I was dealing with in camp. I was terrified to get hurt. 
So is he saying that he stopped playing with a, a intensity because he was afraid he was going to get injured? What is that? Dude, I mean, just doesn't yeah, look really good because he didn't get his contract. If he gets hurt, I know, but he's like, toast. Was he? Yeah. Do you, was he playing? Should have signed mental, a fucking deal, dude. Was he playing with like a mental, like? A, a mental thought like he wasn't really in the games to actually try to perform he was in the games just not to playing scared yeah um i mean maybe he's saying he didn't play like that affected him maybe once he realized this team wasn't good he stopped putting the effort in excuses excuses man i don't want to hear it if you were going to go out there and play this season knowing that you didn't sign the money they were offering you then it's on you to shut them down to show them the type of player that you are. If you're afraid to get hurt, then you shouldn't even be out there playing. I think uh, that, if, if no, that is I, real. That's that's dude. No, that's we need to see fuck. the. I think we need to see the context of that. But I think what he's saying is is that once they got to the once it was clear that they weren't reaching a deal, that he had the lingering fear of injury ruining any potential Dude. for future for the future like that weighed on him which he then thinks that probably had an effect on his performance overall i don't think it was like i'm on the field i'm terrified to get hurt so i'm not playing hard hey um i think the way he's saying that is he just does it like that was some sort of mental cloud that was in his which is true which is why you want to sign these deals early on and to be honest your ass should have found a way at that moment maybe you didn't budge enough with the carolina panthers right you should have gotten that deal done because you're you are Nobody even pays attention to even thinking about you anymore. Yeah, and listen, um, to, uh, to to DJ the kids, is, uh, don't blame him. Uh, when it gets hurt, then what, Cody? Well, listen, he obviously feels that he's worth more than what the Carolina Panthers were offering him. So right. then if, if you disagree with them, you, you have, have to show prove it. every single play that you're worth the dollar amount that you're asking for. Right. It, it, if you if you t- take him plays off and shit, and just because you're afraid to get hurt, you're not going full bore. Well, then that's on you. What other pl- uh, team is going to want to pay you for you just giving the most piss poor effort imaginable? Like you're supposed to be a top tier pass rusher in the NFL and you're taking games off. To me, that sounds dumb. All right. So I, I not to switch gears so quickly, but I just think this is absolutely hysterical. Check the four horsemen and put pull that up for the show. Um, after the beatdown that the Falcons just got from the Saints, this is the interaction between Dennis Allen and Arthur Smith um, as they're walking to shake hands on the field after the Saints just didn't like they didn't they didn't just uh, they didn't just um, lay down like they didn't just he's like what the why the fuck did you do that like oh man. <laughs> what the fuck I, I, is the I, I don't about? What I don't know what no, the, the Saints clearly won the game, but they just kept on adding points onto the board. Like, like just kept on going. Oh, he says this. I can hear it. Hold on. I can hear it. Hold on. Shit. 
What, what happened? He's he's watching to see if he can. Uh, and Dennis Allen, he says it's effing bullshit. And uh, yeah. Dennis Allen says, "I understand that." <laughs> that's what his words were. And then he walked away. Yeah, but oh. dude, but the Falcons. That's some crybaby bullshit. If you don't want him to put up forty-one points, don't let him put up forty-one points. Uh, come on, dude. Yeah, dude, it was uh, wild. All right, dude, let's hit these super off. chats up, and then we're For gonna sure. get. Wait, and we need to get to some calls. I'm yeah, sure man. the fans have plenty to say about this. For sure. Near Voss with the $5 love bomb says, I don't want to retain anyone in the staff or scouting department. Everyone needs to be fired tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I 100% agree. Roosevelt Mongo with $2 says, No more hyping up the Panthers. It's show me now. Uh, our boy White Chocolate Espresso says, If Caleb Williams is half the hype, shake my head. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Elevation uh, with the $5. I'm glad this season is over. Sign Brown and get rid of the other garbage that makes this team stink. Ugh. A it's lot of so, anger in the chat, man. It's so bad that I'm like in a fog. Um, yeah. It's so bad that I almost don't realize how bad it is. Right. If you think about this is like, I mean, just because I guess we've been just slogging through this. Like we've just been walking through we're kind of we're Andy Dufresne. Do you guys remember Shawshank? Have you seen Shawshank Redemption, the movie where yeah. he breaks out and he's got to crawl through a mile of shit? <laughs> right. I mean, he has to literally yeah. crawl out of a tunnel of shit. Yeah, we have been crawling in shit so long, it stops stinking. Right. Well, it's and- just- Shit, like we don't even—it's just been shit for so long. And I, it, I feel like we just found out the tunnel's even longer. Yeah, I lift my mm-hmm. head up and I look around and I don't read every or I or you walk out, you get out of the tunnel and you're covered in shit, and you didn't realize how shitty it was for so long. People are looking at you like, "Why you got so much shit on you, dude?" Right? Is that the rest of the league? I don't know if I if it's. I didn't realize how bad it was as it was happening. Just like I didn't know how magical 2015 was when it was actually happening. This right now, we have been in a fog all season long. The whole league has to be looking at us as the worst team they've ever fucking seen. You know, I mean, like it we're in is- contention for one of the worst teams ever. I mean, we're not, it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, an entire season without a victory. But, dude, when you look at this offense and just how putrid we were from every single standpoint, from the offensive line position, which, dude, we have to have more conversations about about that, dude. Uh, Icky and Kwanu, what is our future at left tackle? But the wide receivers, uh, there was there was no help for Bryce. Uh, for the majority of the season. And then when there were plays for Bryce to make, for the large part, he missed them. And that's the simple and God's honest truth. And if you were someone that came into this year not believing that Bryce was your future, you probably didn't see a lot in this rookie season to make you excited for next year. Now, if you're a diehard believer that Bryce can turn it around, well, then you're hoping for a lot of things to go right in this offseason. And I do want to warn everyone, 
we have a very long road ahead. Yeah. Very, very, very long yeah, road ahead. Just got into the tunnel. Oh shit. <laughs> right? It's like you said. It's like the tunnel's way yeah. longer than we expected. We've, we've been in there for five miles and realized we have like uh, ten more to go. It's just brutal, man. Oh um, my gosh. Or it's like uh Columbus. When Columbus left and yeah. he's going trying to sail around the planet, he didn't realize he thought the planet was two thirds smaller than it was. Yeah. So it's just like yeah. you're out in the middle yeah. of the ocean, you're like, fuck, we ain't got no water left. This hey, is way bigger than I expected. <laughs> Dude, uh shout out to Rockhead eighty one. Uh says I eat from prize picks, so y'all eat from prize picks. Thanks for <laughs> always being here for us. See we appreciate you Thank you so much man we appreciate that the number is 252-228-5098 that's 252-228-5098 give us a call tell us what you think about this team this season this game uh we're here together folks we're locking arms it's over it's over we did it uh cody let's take some calls so what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels two, good. Like Fort Bragg, you know, out here in Atlanta, got on my, uh, out here door dashing, got on my Panthers hoodie as per usual. What's up, um, bro? I just want to, well, first and foremost, let me just say that the Panthers defense is doing the damn thing. Campbell's doing their thing too, but shout out to, to, uh, to the defense. Panthers, y'all, y'all doing y'all thing. Um, hopefully we have something to look forward to coming. Next season, um, in this off season, we definitely gotta get the staff right, get the quarterback confident. Yeah. Get a little more confident. You know, he's doing a lot better than he has been, uh, earlier this year. So that's good to see. Um, get some receivers, <laughs> get that O line right. Please. And, and we should, we should get more than two wins next year. Um, it kind of sucks because I do got a lot of people on my prize picks from Tampa. So, but you know, shout out to to defense Carolina. Um, Tampa Bay just kicked another field goal, so it's nine to zero. Um, I wish we would have got that touchdown. I'm not gonna lie, but it is what it is. Keep pounding, Tampa. Keep doing y'all thing. But I still want my money for this prize pick. So let Mike Evans get a touchdown, and 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 and, <laughs> and I'll be good. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. Keep pounding, baby C three. Keep pounding. Great call, bro. Uh, here they want some more, and probably not happy because no touchdown. Man, man, man. Difficult. Thank God this season's gonna be over in the next five minutes. Fucking. That's how the Taylor style. Get him the fuck out of here. He's so fucking. Yes, we have to talk about it. Guard. He needs to be on a fucking bench or cut. That's where the fuck he needs to be at. He needs to be on the fucking streets. Then Bryce Young, he just don't got the arm strength, bro. He just don't got the physical tools to be a, a viable quarterback. He could be a backup. He could be a backup for us. 
But you don't got to buy book tools to be a starter, bro. Not a starter. The defense is good. The defense is legit. The defense is legit. I think we should kind of run it back with the defense. Get a quarterback. At least somebody get a strong arm that the, the challenge breaks on. Somebody strong arm and competent. Or go get a fucking veteran. It's crazy, man. And Nicky got a fucking go. He sucks. He's so fucking sorry, dude. He's so fucking sorry, bro. He can't pass your test for shit. So bad, dude. Cuba can stay. We don't need to draft the fucking running back. We got Chuba. He can stay. Yeah, Chuba's the homie. See you later, man. You know who it is. I appreciate you, man. Uh, look, uh, so two two things. I love how we do this thing at the end of every year where, uh, oh, dude, the defense was kind of okay. Hey, let's run you back with the defense. We just need to right. build upon the defense, even though there's performances every year where we're just getting gashed open easily. Uh, but then let's let's have that conversation, y'all. What is the future at left tackle for the Carolina Panthers? Because mm. I'm sorry, at this point, you can't convince me that it's Ikea Kwanu. And listen, if you've been a follower of C3 for a long time, you know my opinion. You know that I've been wanting to move him to left guard since he was drafted. Yeah. And I think that's the best way forward, so that way you're not just labeling him a bust and maybe you can get something out of him. The question is, if you do move him to left guard, well, then what do you do at left tackle? I'm a big believer in Brady Christensen, but now he's only on one more year of his deal. Are you really going to have your left tackle be Brady Christensen on a one-year deal? Maybe, but that's a pretty big bet. Uh, are you going to draft another left tackle? What are you drafting at number 33 now, a wide receiver or a left tackle? Because it seems as though left tackle might be the most important position on this team right now that just is crippling this football team. So I don't know what to do if the answer isn't move him to 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 left guard because then you're hoping that you find a franchise left tackle in the second round. What are the chances of that happening? Uh, I don't even know anymore. Honestly, the only thing I'm focusing on is whether or not Scott Fitter is gone tomorrow. <laughs> like that's, I just got to take victories where we can get them. And if he's not, if blacks, if what do they call it? Um, is it black Monday? They call this yeah. uh, where, where the Monday after the season's over, you start to see all the firings and whatnot. Um, and uh, if Fitterer survives tomorrow, I will be incredibly surprised. Um, and, uh, and that's my main, that's my main take right now. I don't know what we do. But I feel like having our GM picked out, uh, once we get a new GM, I think we'll have a better idea of what they're planning on doing. You can't draft uh, a left tackle, right? I mean, you, I mean, you can. You needed to. We needed to, and we drafted Aquana. Yeah. He didn't work, or he's not working. Um, the answer to your question is this. You got to move him. You cannot go into next season just saying this is that – He's going to improve. We need him to improve at left tackle. That would be malpractice, right? And it's understandable how they did it this year. But what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to bring in, you got to go into free agency this year and you got to spend almost every penny on offensive linemen. And you might find yourself with some duplication of talent 
in some cases, whether it be Brady Christensen coming back or something like this, but you're going to have to go out and get a capable, capable starting left tackle in free agency, yeah. a veteran, one guy who has time. Like you just need to pay up. to find those, huh? Well, you're going to have to go and get one, just like a lot of teams go out there, you know, and you're just going to have to pay for it. Then you're going to have to either, then you're going to have to let Icky compete maybe a little, right, to continue to see if you think he can develop as maybe a tackle, a swing tackle. You're going to have to move him to guard in the meantime. And you're going to have to draft. You're going to have to go into free agency and you need to get two starting linemen. And you need to have both uh, Brady Christensen come back and be competing for a position. You need Icky to be competing yeah. for the interior. The entire offseason needs to be dedicated to building the wall. And when I say building the wall, we need to build two walls. We need to build the first wall of starters, and then we need to have a wall of starters behind starters because they're all yeah. going to suck or get hurt in the meantime. And remember, we were, all, we were all saying this is the one benefit to having an undersized quarterback is because it's like, duh, stupid. You need to have the best offensive line available for him uh, right. the entire year round. How many Drew times Reed did he get this sacked this year? 62. 62 times he tied, are you? he tied in, in or he tied our franchise record for most sacks. Do you know what's crazy is uh David Carr was sacked 72 times in 16 games that yeah. when he set the record. But uh yeah, Bryce is to, to be honest, it's crazy that Bryce is alive. Um and look, is CJ Stroud then just made the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, it, dude, the, it, the, the the Houston Texans put on a master class and embarrassed the the Panthers desperately in one year. Not only did they fleece us for a trade up, but they took the the surefire offensive rookie of the year, in my opinion. And the Houston Texans are now in the playoffs, uh, and their head coach is probably one of the leading candidates for coach of the year. Yeah, the Texans did did an absolutely fantastic job. But Tony, before we move off of that left tackle discussion, to to make my, my point of how many holes we have right now, so you might want to draft a left tackle at 33, but we already know that the Panthers are going to need uh, one free agent wide receiver. We already know they're going to need one, at least in the draft, but also consider Adam Thielen is now clarifying that, yeah, he really wants out. You know, the video is making the rounds. You said that the plans changed. Obviously, uh, with Frank being let go, this season has not mapped out to what you thought it would be. How Can you share how that plan has changed and what that means? I know it's, it's super early. Yeah. Whistle just blew. Game just ended. But um, what, what was that plan and what was the vision for you, like, coming into here? And what does this mean for Adam Thielen beyond yeah. the season? Yeah, well, um, you know, now that the season's over, I can kind of elaborate a little bit on it. But. Um, I think initially the, the plan is, and, and this is life, but the plan was come here, make a difference, have a chance at, you know, making the playoffs, win the division, and then, you know, building off that with the rookie quarterback and going into year two with, you know, hopefully the same staff and everybody together that, you know, building off a division title or playoff berth this year, and then hopefully a run at a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of years left, so having an opportunity at Super Bowl was kind of my vision. 
Um, so when I said, you know, plans have changed, well, we didn't make the playoffs. We didn't even have a chance in the playoffs. So um, that vision is a little different. Now, with that being said, I'm super excited about what the future holds. holds. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of things that got to play out. Um, but I believe in this locker room. Um, there's a lot of guys um, that can play this wow, at a high level. Wow. Um, and I'm excited that with the right people, um, the right leadership and the right people in this building, um, it can be still a special group. So obviously there's a lot of things that are going to take place in the next few weeks and we'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not guaranteed to be here. Um, so um, I'm just going to control and see, see what happens. But hey, um, that's a good, this is a good answer. The future looks like in this locker room, but um, I just no, feel like no. it's wild to say, like after you signed a three-year contract, you're basically saying I'm probably not going to be here. Uh, which is just it's it's just funny to me, man. If I mean, you I don't it. know. I don't still. I still don't get that. Like he's 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 leaving it. He's not saying he wants to leave with that statement. Like that's not what he's even. Uh, that's a hundred. No, 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 Cody. Saying. That is not what There's he's. There's no saying. Super Bowl window here right now. He wants to go to a contender. Right, but my point being is that when he's asked that, there is no player on the planet that's going to say, I don't want to be here anymore publicly to the media, right, and actually have an opportunity to go to another organization. That's not what he's saying. His yeah, original, his original statement, so many words. His original statement wasn't even a matter of him saying that I don't want to be here. He said plans have changed because of the fact that they were in a losing season. Like, Obviously, and that they weren't with- building really towards a future momentum, and Frank Reich and the staff are gone, and now it's a complete rebuild, right? Right, is like is they were building, like laying some sort of foundation, he thought, and then it turns out that they didn't get their permits correct by the county, and they had to come and knock it all down. So, yeah, yeah I think uh, Cody, I don't think he's saying, look, I think he is implying that he didn't sign up for this. Right. Yeah. But, right. but, but okay. that was a nice cordial. He he didn't throw anybody under the bus. He kept all of this, but he's just saying too, is that this is the type of team that might not need me either. Right. And if you could get a fifth round pick for Adam Thielen, you might just do it. And I'm yeah. sorry. You said go into free agency and get receivers. No, I don't think I think that the the time for Carolina to there's too many holes to address in one offseason. So I think this is I think you're going to just have to get an offensive line and you're going to have to deal with some mediocre receivers that whatever some kind of trash heap receivers off of free uh, uh, in free agency. Everyone's going to be calling for Bryce Young's head. Because if he doesn't have the wide receiver, he has time. If he he has time, then you can make mediocre receivers play a little bit better than mediocre. You might not go out there and put together one of the most explosive offenses in the world, but if you have time protection, you could take even a receiver group like this and make them better. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, you can. You can with time. Yes, you can. And then if you're going to take Adam Thielen away from this room and then what, not do anything in the, in the draft and free agency, you're dead on arrival. Then you have your quarterback going into your second year with more people on the train that we drafted the wrong quarterback. If you have any hope of salvaging Bryce Young, you have to give him some type of weapon tone. You have to. 
there's no other option. There are no other weapons on the scene. And if it Adam doesn't Taylor, matter if you Adam have weapons if you're getting sacked sixty two times. All right, but if your best receiver and Adam Thielen, a thirty three year old Adam Thielen, is telling you, and I'm sorry, it's okay, we have to disagree. He is telling you that he's out the door next year because plans have changed. You are going to have to replace him with someone. There's no question about it, whether it comes through the draft or through free agency, and you're probably going to have to use both of them. You have no choice. Um, I think the move for receivers is two years down the road. I think that this is that, I mean, I think you're talking about having a, t- a team of Philly Browns and Britton Bursons next year and just hoping that you can find a way to build an offensive line that gives you a moment to at least evaluate if Bryce Young can be the future because this is then you can say with Young having time, was he able to elevate average players? And if he's able to do that, then you say in year three, we go get him weapons. If he's not able to do that in year two, you're probably looking to be uh, picking in the top end of the draft in 2025, right? Right. And then you're starting to go, well, man, maybe we need to go and get a quarterback in this process. A lot of people right here in the chat are already talking about how um, it's clear, 100%. Carolina Panthers selected the wrong quarterback. Let's read this super chats out yeah. and then take some more calls. Let's do it. Matthew Brown with the 999 love bomb says, should we really be surprised at this point in the Tepper era? The team is the biggest joke in the league. If Ben Johnson values his career is not coming here, the money is not worth, worth it. <laughs> That's how a lot of people feel and that's the that's the error that you're going to have to overcome is that nobody wants to be a part of this organization and their dumpster fire ways with an owner that's going to butt in on everything and dude I'll say this now you will never get me to believe that Bryce Young was Frank Reich's preferred quarterback I'm mm. so I'm not personally believing it uh, well, Eric- that, like I said, there's that. That's the only issue I have with that argument is it's like you can have that opinion, but nobody will ever really know, right? So you can't even really argue against it. But but um, it's the same thing. Okay, well, I don't need someone to verbatim say these exact words to me in order for me to read between the lines as to what they're saying. Dude, Frank never look, even said anything. Look, but dude, when you look at this offense and how it was built and how we barely ever use Bryce in the RPO type of system that you use at Alabama, and then say that this offense was built for Bryce, that just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense at all to me, man. Um, Eric, with the this five dollars. This offense wasn't built for anything. I don't know if you know it, and let's not even – look, Frank Reich won't holding this offense back, bro. This team hasn't scored a point in eight quarters with old Thomas Brown, the fucking whiz kid – who has yeah. seven, 16 weeks and he goes, oh, maybe I should give uh, Icky some help on the left side. Did he even give him any help today? Well, clearly but, not. Uh, he, he, if, if he didn't, <laughs> it was the worst, the worst help ever. All right. Eric. Uh, Eric with the $5 says uh, Bryce needs an upgraded O-line before upgraded receivers. I'm with him. Which is what I'm Tony with him. 
Uh, and I mean, I'm saying well, this other- is you're going to have to sign somebody in free agency. I'm not. I know that's the case, but I don't think you go out and you sign big money. I think you, you remember when we brought in Jericho Cotri? Right. Remember when we brought in Jason Avant, slow ass, whatever. I mean, Adam Thielen, like, is this is the whole thing is it doesn't matter if you have great receivers, if you're, if Bryce can't play with confidence, if he can't survive. And so really is that it's not, and you're not going to be able to do both. I'm sorry. You're just not going to be able to do both. And look, going through the draft also just takes time. It takes time. So you can't be like, oh, well, we're going to go into free agency and we're going to get this. And then we're going to get a contributor in the second round and this, and they're going to play. No, those are a player that comes in in the draft and makes immediate super impact is more rare than it is uh, uh, often. Right. It's and so, yes, that could happen. You could get maybe a Josh Downs or somebody who does provide some added component to the team. But that's about all you're going to get. But here's here's my my like when I I was getting so irritated watching the Texans last night, not irritated, but like the amount of time that CJ Stroud had in the pocket, like even when he was hurried. He didn't have anybody within five feet of him. Like he was great. He he had a lot of time. And so when you realize that, and that that could be a potential reason why you see wide receivers being elevated by CJ Stroud, it's because CJ Stroud has been elevated by his offensive line. So I agree with you, Tony, but I also don't agree with the fact that we shouldn't be building for wide receivers. I'm sitting here watching the Rams with Puka Nakua, who just broke the rookie record for most receiving yards in an NFL season. Um, the dude wasn't a first-round draft pick, right? I, I think that the potential to get a guy who can be impactful is still well available to you in the later rounds, especially when you realize that a lot of these big-time wide receivers that we're seeing performing very well in the NFL were not number like we're not top ten wide receivers. They weren't uh, first-round yeah. wide receivers. For but that that's going to be your hope because going to- and getting T. Higgins is going to cost too much money, and you're not going to be able to do the things to the rest of the team that you need to do, right? And so that's where it is: is how you can't buy everything on your Christmas wish list. So do you try to buy a cheap computer and a cheap monitor? Or do you just buy a nice computer and you get you stick with the monitor you have for a year? So, yeah, you're going to have to continue to upgrade these position groups. I agree with that. But I just don't think you're going to be able to go out there and say, you know what, we're going to allocate superstar money to the wide receiver position. I think that would be foolish. I think, too, that you would also believe that your defense was much better than it is. Right. If you do that and you're going to be talking about and if you are doing those things, we are talking about having a top pick in the next two years coming. I mean, there is a chance that this team is the worst team in the NFL for the next three years. I mean, it really is. um, Yeah. uh, Look, CK, you said that uh, that offensive line in front of Stroud was. And that's backups, too. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that that team is playing good football. Uh, the thing that makes it hard is that he's also made some arm talent throws in that game that we really haven't seen from Bryce all year. 
And yeah, you've seen some good throws from Bryce. And we did a film room after that Packers game and we showed some of the some of the good film. But those deep, deep bombs, those abilities to put a ball on a spot right in between two defenders, like those are the things that you trade up for in a number one pick. And if someone is out there doubting what we have in our quarterback because we didn't see that this year, it's it's hard to blame those people. And until Bryce Young is able to have a type of year where he can turn it around, it, once you do finally get the offensive line, once you do finally get the wide receivers, as of right now, there's no denial that the better of the two quarterbacks was C.J. Stroud. I just feel like, oh, like no, I there's, you can't, you can't argue against it. Uh, I, I wouldn't even begin to try to argue that uh, that C.J. Stroud is not as good as Bryce Young. There's no evidence to be able to support that claim. Um, and, and you could point to evidence all, all year that that's uh, the case for the for, for Bryce Young, that he's not as good as C.J. Stroud. I'm just stating that from a perspective of watching that game last night, there was a clear talent differential on the Texans team as opposed to the Panthers team. And we've said it all year. Um, I am now, uh, I believe wholeheartedly in my, like, I don't think we should have traded for any quarterback. I think yeah, we should maintain where we were. If, if CJ Stroud's here, I guarantee you dude's hurt. I guarantee you dude wasn't making it through the season. I mean, just, just yeah, we don't have to, if it, but it, I think what right. I think you're bringing a great, your the point being is this, is you can watch that Texans offensive line and they provided per structure yeah. against a indie team that has to win right to win. Like it was playing hungry and an indie team that worked our offensive line. Right. And so look, is that here's the other thing though is I think it would be foolish to just say, though, that the Texans turn this around in a year, so so can the Panthers, because they have been building draft picks and getting yeah. and being bad for a while. So we might just be – we might be the Texans four years ago at this point. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's take some more calls. There's a lot to get through. There's got a lot of fans to talk. We'll let you guys lead the show. Well. That game, uh, Bryce Young just fumbled. Uh, I don't know. In my opinion, he uh, did JJ, by the way. But and on that strip sack, it looked like he had a little bit of room to step up, um, but he didn't, and then he got stripped. So that's game. But uh, whether he stepped up or not, honestly, I'm sorry. Man, is it just me, or is that just that specific sack? where Bryce just isn't noticing a speed rusher coming off the edge, and they just swipe his arm when he goes to throw the football. Is that starting to become a problem? I feel like, I feel like I've seen the same exact strip sack like five different, six different times this year. And it's coming from the and same side. So I don't know. Maybe I need to hear that from y'all. But that was the 20-3 season. Unfortunately, it's come to a wrap now. Uh, we're down nine. I don't, I'm not even looking at the game anymore. Um, I figured that that was just the game. Um, the Buccaneers win the division, win the South. Shout out me and Anthony who said don't sleep on the Buccaneers to win the division because they do, in my opinion, they had the best or most amount of talent on the team. I said that at the, the beginning NFC of the year. Coming into, coming into the year, but 
that was the only reason why. But at the same time, they had Baker Mayfield, so you never knew. But well, nobody cares about the Buccaneers. Um, tell me what y'all want to see from Bryce Young next year. I really don't know what to say, bro. This team's a shit show, and it's been a shit show pretty recently. Um, but I tell y'all what, you should like the video. You should use code C3 on all prize picks, no matter uh, what, uh, uh, over, under, or more than or less than you're taking. You should join the, uh, the C3 Panthers spaces on Mondays and Thursdays, usually around 6.30 p.m. You should join the Friday free for alls as well, man. Uh, yeah, that that's about it. Check me out at C three J J underscore Josh. Any any social for real. But yeah. LBO man. Man, C three, I appreciate I appreciate y'all so much, man. This was a dog shit season. There really ain't shit to say, honestly. I know I'm 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 pouring it out at this point, but yeah. No, y'all just keep pounding. Keep pounding, JJ. Uh tough year. Um this is goes in is anytime we go the year of 20 C3. It was the year of us. It wasn't the year of the Carolina Panthers for sure. Yeah. that's for damn uh, sure. Gosh. Um, and, and I'll, I'll argue that we should have some optimism. <laughs> and I know this sounds bad. We should have some optimism just based on the fact that the players that have left have gone on to have career years this year, Baker Mayfield included which tells me a lot more a matter about what we had as, as a team, as a, as a, as a coaching staff. Um, and so I think that the idea of changing it in one year, yeah, that's probably a pipe dream, but I don't know that it's a 10 year plan that we're going to be on to try to get back to relevancy. I think that we're going to be uh, seeing some things go our way, hopefully sooner rather than later, as long as we can get this head coaching position, right. I'll tell you this. I'm not a fan of the Ben Johnson hire. Like the more I see and the more I li- like, I, I watch, I'm not saying that the Detroit Lions aren't great uh, or aren't a good team, but they sure as hell aren't a great team, right? No. They're not a great team. And that offense, while it can look like a really good offense, there are times where it looks mediocre at best. Um, and so I'm, I, I don't want to go with a guy who runs an offense that doesn't seem like, I don't know that that offense would be able to keep up with a, a high-powered offense that's scoring on their team all the time. I just don't know. Um, I'm not saying it's not possible. But I just think that there's other candidates that I would prefer over top of him. I don't really care. Uh, I don't. First, I disagree in some ways that this is. It could be sooner than later. Right now, I think the Panthers could get be just as bad for two three years maybe i mean we don't know i mean you're right i mean there's always a chance you could incrementally get better it's hard to be this bad how about that the only thing going for us is that it's hard to be this bad you know and uh and replicate this baker though sucks dude i mean we look at me they look at what he did to the pay he looked he didn't look i mean he's maybe he's hurt this and yeah he's had a career year in touchdowns and yards but these guys couldn't beat the Falcons last week, right? They have stumbled and backed up into the playoffs. And, yeah, I think this is Baker was worse on this team because it was a shit show, Yeah, right? And I actually felt like I was always kind of defending Baker Mayfield a little Early bit. Early on like, in the season, we were. 
I was. And I was like, is that almost felt bad for him because all Panther fans were just turning on and be like, Baker just sucks. Baker just sucks. Yeah, he sucks, but so does everybody fucking else. And we saw this. This whole team sucks. And this defense, I don't want to hear that they're a top whatever defense. Again, you guys can say it. You can whatever. The defense had a good day today, supposedly. Look, the Bucks offense is Mike. Look, the first two plays, Mike Evans fucking smoked the team for two first, but basically on the first two plays of the game. He was running free down the end. Uh, Baker missed him, right? So it's not like this team, while the defense was better, than the offense. The defense isn't great. And on top of that, it's going to be completely different next year. Who the fuck is going to be around? Do you franchise Brian Burns? Do you tag him? Do you like, what is there to build upon? Do you have any linebackers you believe in? Then the Kruger Hill and Dion Jones. Luvu and Derek Brown are the only two and, and J.C. Horn, you got those three people that you're going to go into next season saying that they're going to be on this team. But even the defense that was OK today. Is not even going to be close to the same. This team is going to be completely retooled. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe CK's right on that. It's like, hey, it's like it can only go one direction. That is up, but things are bleak right now, guys. And the Panthers haven't scored in two consecutive games. The last time this happened was 2008. I can't but tell you 21 seasons the Carolina Panthers went without getting shut out, and they did it twice in two weeks. Yeah, that's dude. We, we never imagined that we would be worse th- than we were with Matt Rule. I, I mean, we, no, we thought, we I thought Matt Rule. Guilty. We thought Matt Rule was the bottom of the barrel, and then we had to learn the hard way that it was not. Uh, it, it's it's uh, just Frankly, a failure of a, a failure of football organization from top to bottom. Frankly, I don't understand how it is this bad. Well, how about this? We got the worst version. And how it got this bad? How we it got the worst bad. version of every free agent player. Yes, minus Adam, minus Adam Thielen. Well, I mean Von Bell did did all right. Did you know? Considering um, Miles but, Sanders never looked so bad. Yeah, uh, Miles Sanders is just trash. DJ Chark never looked this bad. Um, Adam Thielen looked better than he probably did in the past, you know, three years. To be fair, but um, that's Hayden the Hurst what team he played. Hayden Hurst, yeah, Hayden yeah. Hurst was uh, and looked horrendous. Um. Now let's switch over to defense. Making this amnesia just so he didn't have to go play on this team, right? Justin Houston never looked so bad. Um, Like I mean, it's just like yeah, the big name signings—they all played probably the worst football they've ever played in their entire history. Uh, Going back to grade school, I just that even makes it to me too simple, though. You know, is that this team, the staff, had their worst season? Yeah. Like everybody. Uh, all right, here. Look, JJ's got 30 more seconds. He had to. JJ, it's my second call. This one's going to be real quick. And give the fucking game ball to Derek Brown. I know we ain't win today, but you should still give the game ball to Derek Brown. That motherfucker played his heart out all season, playing every down, giving it his all, man. That's that's all I wanted to say. Derek Brown, shout out Derek Brown, best player on the team by far, instantly became 
everyone's favorite player because he's the only one making plays anymore. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Hey, Derek. Yeah, thank you, JJ. On top of that, remember all the people that said Derek Brown was a bust? Yeah, I, I yeah. never subscribed to that that yeah. mindset with him. Yeah. I can go check the tape on that one, man, is that he actually is the only player that's gotten better from week to week since he was drafted. He has turned. He has now fully turned into the player that you have drafted him to be. We knew that he would never be a five, six-plus sacks a year interior D lineman. That's never what you drafted him to be. He is a disruptor. He is a man amongst boys. And he's that defensive piece that you build the rest of your defense around. Um, and I also, that's the reason why I don't like this narrative of, oh, the defense is pretty good. We can just build on it a few pieces next year, and it's fine. It's such an utter blatant lie. We need two defensive ends. We need probably two corners. We probably not- need another two linebackers. You know, we probably need another safety at some point. Yeah. We have so many different needs on the Carolina Panthers right now. And if you're just focusing on this putrid offense, which, again, how could you not? They're so bad. You're, it's an illusion onto how many holes on our defense the Panthers actually have. Agreed. Teams didn't have to do anything to beat this team this year. I mean, think about this. is You got beat this this week by, nine, by three field goals. Last week, you got blown out by a team – where with a third string quarterback that had 140 yards or whatever, right? As teams don't have, have not had to do anything. The Carolina Panthers have gone out there and said, you know what? You don't need to beat us. We're going to win this game for you. We're going to win this game for you. And when I say win this game, you're going to win by a landslide and you're going to look great. Let's go to Anthony and Charlotte. What's up, C3? Anthony from Charlotte. What a fucking disgrace. What a joke of an organization. My friend asked me to go to the game today. I said, hell no. I'm not wasting time doing that. And um, it shows why. Another zero-point performance. This is just a fucking joke, dude. Christian McCaffrey, MVP candidate. DJ Moore, career highs. Baker made a season of his career, 4,000 yards, 28 tutties. It's a fucking embarrassment. Terrace Marshall doesn't even know where the line of scrimmage is. E.K. McQuanu couldn't block a Bojangles box at this point. Missed field goals, third down runs, no pass protection, drops on offense and defense. It's just a joke, man. And I, I told the C3 chat, and I'm not going to say it on here, but you guys know how I feel about temper in the Friday Free for All League chat. That fucker's fucked this whole thing up. And this is ultimately why I told you guys it's going to take a minimum of three years just to even look like an NFL team today. My friend Bryson from Panthers on Tap tweeted out, I've seen YMCA uh, football teams look more creative than us. And that's the truth. Dude, you're two and fucking 14. Why are you running? Why are you playing like we're in the, we have a chance to win the NFC South? Like, what is this coaching, dude? Thomas Brown, no one's going to be back here. The Bucks are just kneeling the ball as we speak. Congrats to Baker, though. He said, fuck you, David Tepper. You're a joke. And he got to go to the playoffs. It's, it's, so, it's so typical, man. It is so typical. I always bet against this team. And nothing's going to change until we get a proper coach. They just beat us 
9-0. They, they didn't even, they played the worst game they've played all season. And they didn't even have to do anything versus us because the defense can't stop the run. And, um, you know, Bryce, he didn't play good, but I mean, yes, a couple, a couple good plays that got, you know, taken back. I mean, dude, this whole team needs an overhaul. It's going to take years, man. So missing is that bullshit that, oh, we're just going to sign a couple free agents, a new coach, and bam, we're going to be a playoff contender. No, the fuck we're not. We're not. Because even, even the other teams in our division at least look like competent NFL units. That's not going to be us for a very long time. So I'm sorry to be pessimistic here, but I've lost all hope, man. And you got to try to build around the kids, Bryce Young, because, I mean, that's that's the only hope we have right now is that you can build around them. I mean, shit, like, I know he hasn't had a good season. I'll be back for a quick part two to give my thoughts about the offseason. Uh, Anthony from Charlotte decided not to go to the game, didn't miss anything uh, today by not going to the game and uh, believes that the Panthers are years out from getting this fixed. And I don't disagree with him as we think about this. And some people are saying, like, uh, who are we going to bring back? Would you want to bring back Tabor for special teams? One of the things I think is you have to ask, will these coaches want to come back? That's the one thing. And and for me, the first thought was Ajiro Evero, who um, declined to join Sean Payton's staff as Sean Payton took over with Denver and came here. My question, though, is, is I was thinking, man, well, that means Evero, who probably would be the one component that you would want to maybe keep uh, on this team because he can at least try to continue to build a little defensive vision on top of what was forged this year, right? Instead of just completely starting over at every single piece, then you got to wonder, will he want to come back? Well, he is under contract though, right? So it's like, if you don't fire him, he has to quit. Right. And that means he would have to give up money. Um, and so there might be a way that he comes back sort of reluctantly in a way, but that is about the only thing that I could even consider um, a realistic possibility of this staff on going into the future. Man, I, I think it's going to be a tall task for anybody who comes in here. I think that David Tepper is got to be – if furiously embarrassed right now oh gosh yeah. how bad it's just gone right Did i see a picture of his uh his suite having uh aluminum foil over top over top of the windows and stuff really like, so I you think, can see him no yeah so you couldn't see inside I, I i don't understand the point of that if you yeah, want to be able to see don't yeah he's been embarrassed the way he act last week he has some sort of tinting over it maybe or something maybe it, lo- it looked like crumpled up aluminum foil just like over the windows and stuff but Hey, y'all want y'all want to see something funny, uh, but also uh, infuriating at the same time. But listen to this answer from Iki Aquanu, and why the hell are you smiling so much, bro? Shook you a little bit. Uh, I'm not really gonna speak on that. Too much, to be honest with you, uh, but, uh, I just I just know it's a player I am and a player I can be, and nothing to show up enough this year at all. Just something I gotta get back to. So basically saying he's believing in himself, but he's not smiling the whole damn time. Like, don't, why are you smiling? 
Why are you smiling? Why is anyone smiling? How do you not know how that looks? Well, you're smiling. And meanwhile, you're chasing everybody, looking like a Looney Tunes cartoon, looking like a wild coyote out there. Every time someone gets past you, bro, dude, everyone on this team is annoying to me, dude. I'm so happy that this uh, that this season is over, that we get a break from Panther football. I do not know what his future is. He also reiterated that he wants to be a left tackle. How about this? I don't give a damn what you want, Inky, at this point. Uh, if you don't pan out at guard, uh, you'll be no different than Deontay Brown to me. Just a bunch of t- uh, potential. That's it. I can only hope that the smile comes from, I think I have a condition. There's got to be a condition, a medical condition or a psychological condition. I've got it too. And that's when someone tells you like the worst news. Like, my grandmother is died in a plane crash this morning. Someone smiles. <laughs> and I'm like, because I'm just so fucking uncomfortable. You know, it's like the worst. It's like an autistic reaction, emotional reaction. But I think I got that condition a little bit. Man, that's all I can hope that Icky is smiling out of being uncomfortably embarrassed about his play. Um, like the opposite reaction of your actual spo- a facial vi- <laughs> oh. so um look let's uh a- let's look do this is uh anthony called three times in a row you know what we're gonna call back we're gonna come back to your calls anthony let's take some other people we'll come back to them gentlemen 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 it is fucking over Ooh, i'm so glad the season is over what a horrible game. That game was a fucking embarrassment to the Carolinas. And I said this now, and I say this again, Thomas Brown, whatever his man name is, he needs to get the fuck up out of here. I, I do not want him back in Carolina. I put this on Twitter, and I'm going to stand by what I'm about to say. 90, 90 mm, I said 85% of our team needs to get either traded, cut, or released. They ran to a Hubbard in the fucking ground. And it's like the play column was so fucking predictable. It wasn't yeah. even funny, man. And every time we get ready to score, that shit got called back. The shit with DJ Chark. <laughs> then when the old boy ran the ball in, I'm just like, come on, man. Think about it. We got shut out last week. We got shut out today. When the fucking Panthers history, that shit has ever happened back to back. Never. I've been following this team since... 96. Okay, no, my, my bad. Since 1995, I've never seen no shit like this. But the good thing is, no more. It's time for a new coach. It's, it's my opinion. We need, we need a new defensive coordinator. Our defensive coordinator, double E, fucking sucks. I cannot stand his damn defense. It's 3 4. It's not for the damn Panthers, y'all. It's not. Oh, he's hitting he right coach. And Icky got blown up. Icky needs to get out of the damn being left tackle. Everyone's saying, Cody, you said it, bring him into guard. But my thing is, if you bring him at guard, would you put fucking Brady at left tackle? That's the question nobody is ever fucking talking about. I believe Brady played left tackle in college. I think so. But anyway, it's over, fellas. I love y'all to death. Take a breather. <sighs> ah, See y'all in September. Hey, y'all, keep pounding. <clears throat> I wanted to ask you all that question. So that was a great precursor call. Uh, do we think that we're already going to be abandoning the 3-4 defense? 
Because we're talking about if if Ejiro Vero is going to be the defensive coordinator. Well, look, if we're bringing in a whole new coaching staff, what's to say that we even stick with the type of defense that we're running right now? Like, is there a chance that we do end up going uh, to a 4-3? I guess it depends Uh, upon who we hire. I mean, that's ultimately uh, what it boils down to. We thought this year was going to be the year for... uh, uh, for Brian Burns because we thought that this was going to be a natural uh, defense for him and his playing style, a matter of speed coming off of the edge, playing standing up uh, as opposed to his hands in the ground. And I just don't know that we've uh, seen that. So, I mean, um, it ultimately boils down to that decision at who's going to be coming in here. Um, if we hire a, a defensive minded head coach, I think we could pretty much assume based on what their defense is, that's what we're going to be running. I think the embarrassing part for David Tepper right now, and to be honest, I I do think David Tepper made the right decision in firing Frank Reich. I think that this team, I think it's all so bad. I think if he doesn't fire Scott Fitterer, though, it may be for naught. But I think the embarrassing part for David Tepper now is that you now are going to have to invest in a coach and give them time. Right. right. I mean, it's like, it, and, it, and it sucks because you could look, this team underperformed so bad that you could just say, this is not worth running it back next year. Whoever the team is and whoever the coach is, you can't, you're not going to be able to say that. Right. You're just not. I mean, it's, is that you, you get the same team right here and you go, well, well what else did you expect this motherfucker to do? And then you're going to have to give them more time. Right. So it's like is you cannot David Tepper's gonna be embarrassed because he's gonna have to suck it up yeah. and have a bad business for a few years. A losing business. And while you don't want that, now you could hope that you make gains faster than you anticipated. But I think if you come in, what I don't care who you bring in, what coaches, what free agents, whatever you bring in. I don't think you could realistically paint the Panthers having five win- more than five wins in any scenario. No, but you I, go get all you can go all offensive line nail in the draft. You might be able to win more than five games, right? Like, I mean, it might be a possibility that a team can go and do something like the Colts did or, you know, what I'm saying is just like or maybe Minnesota played way better, you know, a little bit better, better than you expected. We're in or something. We're in but hell. you could hell. not realistically set the over under for more than four games for the Panthers next year. It yeah. was five and a half, I believe, this year. But to We're start in Vegas, it's uh, there's a good chance that this is a condition we're gonna have to get to to accept for a little while. And look, is that. Unless, unless you do, you just bring in a one-year coach and tank, and then you set it up for the next year. But that kind of sucks. Is that you, that's what you did this year? In a way, yeah. you didn't intend to do that. Let's go to Chuck from Elizabeth City. Hey guys, it's Chuck from Elizabeth City calling in. I've only got one thing to really say. We end up going. What's it been? 28 years, this franchise, 
we've been shut out three times in our 28-year history. And in the last two weeks, shut out twice. Shouldn't have been shut out today. I don't think it's gotten any lower. Or last week, really. Right now. Federer better be cleaning out his damn office. Oh, I'm going to have to talk about that, too. Don't want to hear anything else about Tepper because he's not selling. We just got to get a GM in place. If it's Dan Morgan, somebody else, hire a head coach, and let's just start fresh. I mean, hell, we might win four or five games next year, but if it's the improvement, that would be better than this, guys. This is sad. Uh, Cody, you had something you want to talk about? I got what I got something I want to talk about too. Well, yeah, go ahead. He said David Tepper's not selling, right? Just say hypothetically, David Tepper said, "You know what? This shit's not for me, right? I'm done with this. Like, I'm just gonna sell." How much do you think he could get for the Carolina Panthers now? Because he bought them for three billion. The I team, I think, would go up. Yeah. Right? Would. Like, I mean, the value has gone up. Would it be five? Oh, yeah. I mean, what? What, what did they pay for the commanders? Seven point something billion? Yeah, but that's a histor- story. I know, which is why I'm saying seven would be outrageous. But I think, I think five seems pretty reasonable. Five or six? Uh, what if you I could mean, do worth. Like, Twenty billion—it's not even worth it enough. Why? Ready, you double, you're almost double your investment. Any any investment, if you if I told you here, here's a hundred thousand dollars, and in five years double it for me, you would be like hell, fucking yeah! Like that's like incredible okay, he went, investment. He went from seven billion. He went from being worth seven billion to twenty billion. If you're Google him right now, he's worth twenty billion. That's thirteen. Billion. Uh, I understand I, that, but like, wouldn't it be in some ways a kind of baller ass move if you just had the worst history in franchise, like in the franchise, the worst said, nah, season? Not for me. And then you said, you know again. what? I'm going to double my money and get the fuck out of here. I mean, that's, that's the, I mean, honestly, one of the best investments you could possibly make if you're, if you're a billionaire, here's the thing. I, my belief in, in, and I'm not saying it's going to happen and I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon, but David Tepper doesn't seem like the person to hold on to a losing stock. Right. And my position being is if he's, if, if, uh, if a business isn't performing well, he's not going to continue to put money into that business. Right. So might as well just move on to something that he's good at. Right now, the Carolina Panthers are an underperforming asset on a, on a pretty on large the field, but right. not on a, not from a financial perspective. Though. Right. But he, do you think he's enjoying himself? Do you think he's 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 happier or, or much more angry that he's a, a owner of the Carolina oh, Panthers? Yeah, more oh, money, more problems. I think. He's yeah, you angry. know he feels like shit. I think that's why it would be wild. Imagine it. I think it would just be wild if he goes. You know what? I'm gonna sell this bitch. <laughs> and it's I think about it, it's a burning fucking building and that burning building is worth twice as much as what no, you paid listen, for. He's it. he's not going to sell. My question was uh did you hear the news that apparently David Tepper is going to be uh using a firm yeah, yeah. to that help him with the soccer for, search? 
Yeah, help them he's already stuff. fired yeah. them three times. So does Which, that really make me feel any better? I mean, all right, here's the the pluses and minuses, right? On the plus side, we know that David Tepper can't make these decisions on his own. So at least you're giving this to someone else whose job it is to go out and find the the actual next head coach of the Panthers. The the drawback to it is like, dude, it's such a club. It's a circle of people that recommend their friends. And this guy knows this guy who works for this firm. And he has this agent. And they have relationships with one another. It's not necessarily guaranteed to give you the best coach that's available on the market. They're just checking boxes. So it's kind of soulless in a way, I feel like. Um, I, I feel like it almost takes away some of the importance of the interview even. But I don't know, man. I'm um, I'm hopeful that uh, it maybe if someone else is going to be able to come in here and give a brand new pair of eyes to David Tepper, who, let's be honest, needs them pretty bad right now. First off, the name of the company is Sportsology. <laughs> Imagine you're like, you know what, guys? Yeah. This is it's where just fucking a bunch of frat bros that made yeah, a business consulting. Consulting is the fucking craziest, awesome gig yeah. in the history of the world. Right, they get paid for a shit ton of money. You know how many consultants my my college has brought in, and they come in and give a few meetings three times a year over five years. You pay them two hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars to do this, and basically, what I have always considered or I've been irritated by this is that if you have the need for consultants to come in and temporarily intervene then the people you have in place aren't good enough to do it in the meantime. Like they're the, the people you hire for leadership roles are the ones that should be consulting. They're the ones that should be leading. So really what you have to do is this, is that this stupid, what I, first I would just be like, man, y'all got to change your fucking name. Sportsology. What a dumbass fucking name. You know, they're like, Jordan said Scientology for sports. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is that what you really need to do is that means you don't trust Scott Fitter to go and hire the head coach. You don't uh, trust yourself. And, you know, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But what you should and do. Multiple people have come out saying they believe his job is on the line. You need to hire these consultants right now to help you hire the GM. And then that GM, you need to hire him based on the idea that you're confident that he can lead the search for a head coach and that you could require him to keep working with the consultants through the process. Right. But like he then take the leadership role. But if you have to go and hire this sports team to come in and temporarily get you through this, the people you have in place are not good enough to run the daily operation. If you don't believe that Scott Fitter has the wherewithal to go and hire a, a head coach and continue to build on his vision, he's not the right guy for the job. He's not the right guy for the job. That's that simple. And the GM should be your number one consultant. The GM should be literally running the organization from top to bottom. He should be the leader almost like the king of your organization under under the owner, right? Or to borrow from yeah, Game if of the Thrones. Owner if the, the owner is the king, yeah, he's the, the, he's the, the hand of the king. To borrow from Game of Thrones. No, he's the, no, he's the hand of the king to steal from, from Game of Thrones. He has to enact all the laws. He has to make sure that things move right. Dude, 
uh, they have to hire the strength and conditioning staff, all the doctors. There's so many things that the GM does. You need a competent guy in control of your organization. And to me, that's the biggest hire is the GM job. Who exactly are they going to hire to run this team? Yeah, uh, to for my paisan out there, that's what they would call if if David Tepper's the Don, right, the Godfather, then the GM's the consigulary, which is the hand of the king. He's the, but this is is you just need David Tepper to bless this stuff, bless this stuff. He shouldn't be doing. It's a um, we need a we need we we fucked this up from the beginning. David Tepper fucked this up. By just not doing it in the right order. You got your coach. Then you went and got your GM. Then you got another coach. Then you got the keeper. You need to get a GM who hires the coach. That's it. Like he has to be the one that signs off on the coach. Because then you never have this stupid debate where Cody, CK, CK, if we never have this discussion, about whether or not CJ if if Frank Wright was truly a CJ Stroud guy or something, right? If the general manager brings in the owner, they work as a partnership. I mean, um, the general manager brings in the coach. They work in concert together. They have to. And what I would do right now is this: is I would go out there tomorrow and I say we're going to hire our GM with the vision of somebody he believes can help find a coach that can get us moving in a better direction. Right. And then I would say this is that I'm going to hire you. I'm going to hire the guy that you tell me to hire as head coach. And if it's, if I have to fire that coach in three years, you're getting fired too. You live together, you die together. Look at this. People are upset. So back to back shutouts, huh? This fucking team is fucking pathetic, bro. All around, I am so happy that it was the last fucking game of the season. I don't got to endure this shit another Sunday until next year, but fuck me. We really got to do something about this fucking team, boys. They are fucked. This whole team is fucked. That game was fucked. I'm tired of being fucked. All right. Have a good show. People are saying we get Dan Quinn, we get this. Gosh, you know what? This just makes me sick and sad. Sad, sick, and fucking afraid. I'm naked and afraid. This is what it feels like to be on that show, naked and afraid, right now. That's this is what this is the feeling they have, and I still want to know why that fucking show exists. Why naked the fuck afraid? does the show Naked and Afraid exist? Why can't you just be out in the fucking afraid why do they gotta be naked put a loincloth on okay for the first time since 2008 an NFL team has went back to back shutouts that was us um we need a lot of things next year we need an offensive line should stop the list doesn't matter what receivers you go get. If you don't improve your offensive line, it, it, receivers don't count. Um, that being said, and I know Cody's all for certain or mostly for certain that 
if he can play guard. I'm just not certain anymore. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm starting to wonder if Iki Kwanu has the ability to be a qualified starter in the NFL at any position. Um, and uh, we need a real leader on this team. We need a leader in the, in the on the ownership. We need a leader in the GM. We need a leader in the head coaching. We need a leader on the coordinators. We, we need a leader on the field. And I'm sorry, Bryce Young is not. Encouraging somebody to keep fucking up is not a leader. Smacking, shaking hands with everybody when they leave or they come into a locker room, that's nice and sweet. That's what your girls do. But you need a leader on the field. Sometimes you need a bad guy. Sometimes you need a guy that's going to get in an offensive lineman's face and say, if you can't block better than this, you don't need to be on the field with me. Sometimes you need a leader that's going to be a little bit pissed off. Sometimes you need a leader that's going to have the attitude that Derek Brown has. And Bryce don't got that. I'm sorry. I've been hesitating to say this, but we actually need a starting, a veteran starting quarterback because Bryce ain't it, it. And we need somebody better than Andy Dalton who's going to sit there and not have the gumption to go in and be a starter. So we need a real starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't know where we're going to get it, but we need one. And that doesn't mean Bryce is going away, but hey, Jimmy Clausen was replaced after his first year and he became a career backup until he's longer longer in the league. Right now, I don't see much difference between Bryce and Jimmy Clausen. I'm sorry if it hurt your feelings, but that's where it is. Y'all have a great day. This is Panther Pickle. I'll catch you tomorrow or this evening. Hopefully, and one more thing, one more thing before I go. Um, if, if, after two back-to-back shutouts, if I'm Tepper, and we all know I'm not, if I'm Tepper, there's nobody on the coaching staff to survive after today or after tomorrow, whatever. I might would do it tonight, but nobody, nobody survives. No offense, nobody, no defensive coaches, no offensive coaches, no special teams coaches, nobody. And Oh, I must have cut him off. Greg Call Pickle. Uh, man, it's so tough, CK. It's so tough. And listen, we have to be real what the sentiment is. Whether you believe in these players long-term or not, it's hard to fight off the feeling that the Panthers drafted their franchise left tackle and yet still don't have a franchise left tackle. And then the Panthers traded up to get their franchise quarterback Traded DJ Moore, has a career year. Christian McCaffrey has a career year. Uh, And, by the way, you also traded the first overall pick in the 2024 draft, a draft rich with quarterbacks, for a franchise quarterback that a lot of people don't feel showed any franchise quarterback moments this year. And now you have people in the cat calls wanting an even better veteran than Andy Dalton. I maintain I I wanted to see more of Andy Dalton this year just to see if Bryce was the common denominator, just to see if maybe there was a world where Andy Dalton was able to pick up some more points and you're uh, fighting for the health of Bryce in his long term and not potentially getting him hurt this year. We'll never know because they decided to let Bryce play just about every snap that he was physically able to, uh, but Good. I, yeah. I I don't I don't know if, if Bryce was even the best quarterback in the in the quarterback room this year. I don't know. 
Here, let's see if this caller has something to say about it. Well, Jacksonville just lost the division, and C.J. Stroud just run it, won it. But that's not my call for today. Well, my second call for today. Man, man, I love these last weeks of football, bro. This last week of football is fucking crazy, man. I got fucking $1,000 under the line right now. Fucking, I got to play all my, I got I had to play the waiver wire, like heavy, 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 heavy. So I'm going in the four o'clock game. This is, all my, this is where my money will be made. We'll see, man. Hopefully I can win this money, bro. A hundred bucks to start, thousand to finish. Let's go, let's go. Look for me. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs> Later. All right, let's keep going. Go to the end of the road. Oh, no, I can't let go. Finally, this season is over. This season been over since training camp. Cause this team is trash. I don't have to see no more game this year. I don't have to see no more game this year. What's up? It's your boy Jay Anderson. Sundays, I'm just calling you, calling y'all. What's up, CJ? Because I am so happy. I know that's bad for a Panther fans to say it, but I am so happy that this season is over. This has to be one of the worst, if not the worst, seasons of. Oh, I this has to be number one next to the 2010 season. But I think I enjoy that season better than this season. I mean, this ain't even close to be. I mean, the 2000, what, 2001, when we went 1 and 15, we lost 15 straight games. That was probably better than this season. This season has been absolutely been the worst. This thing garbage from every Everything from the front office to the to the coaching staff to the players. I mean, congrats to Dave Brown with what he did, but it just this whole thing was just trash. And I go back to February, almost one year to now. Everybody was saying this is an all-star coaching staff. I say, wait, you need to see how this all-star coaching staff, this quote-unquote all-star coaching staff, gonna do. Didn't do nothing. We could have tell this by training camp when the training camps did not look great. And I was like, yo, what are they doing? They don't look good. Preseason, show how crappy this team is. And I've been saying it for years. David Tepper is the problem. David Tepper has always been the problem. If he don't get out of the way from football operations, from football business, this team will go absolutely down the trash. It is on him to back the fuck away from this um, from this team operation. Pick a good president to run this damn team. You stay in the back and don't say nothing. Just give the money. That's it. Uh, Dennis Allen responding, CK, uh, in the press conference, he said, yeah. I'm going to start by apologizing to Arthur Smith and the Falcons. Said they should have taken a knee, but Guys wanted to get Jamal Williams a, t- a touchdown. That's unacceptable. So to add more context, it wasn't just that they trubbed them at the end. It was that they were lined up uh, in a kneel down uh, uh, scenario and they ran the football instead yeah. of doing the kneel down. I, you know what, what if I was uh, the coach, I would come out and say, and say, shut the fuck up, Arthur Smith. 
where I, you know what? Maybe this guy gets a bonus for fucking getting a touchdown. I'm stat padding all the way, baby. I don't care. I don't care. By the way, the Eagles look fraudulent as all get out right now, by the way. Well, Jalen Hurts potentially hurt his ankle. A.J. Brown hurt his knee. Uh, A.J. Brown hurt his knee. Um, Jalen Hurts uh, broke his finger, I think. On his throwing hand. So, I mean, it's just a tough. This shows you uh, what, how hard it is to replicate success. that, That defense is about to go down in the first quarter. 24 to zero if they could score a touchdown yeah i mean like the cardinals mar- the cardinals mar- marched down the field on them yeah so they are falling apart they lost a lot and another oh, excuse me another example of how difficult it is when you have success and then your coaches leave yeah right so they lost both their defensive coordinator and their offensive coordinator to be honest i think that they did well throughout the season enough in spite of that in so many ways, but it's tough to replicate good. I bet you it's going to be a lot easier to replicate bad. At least the Carolina Panthers have taught this. Um, let's see. Let's go to the next call. Let's see what's up here. From California. Hi again, guys. This is Michael Weidrick from Hesperia, California. Well, no, I did no. not watch the game today, um, but I will say this. Congratulations to the Lions on making the playoffs. My grandmother just passed her chemo. Um, nice. So now I just hope that everything goes well. And, yeah, I hope next season goes better for us. Bryce needs to be more, you know, evaluated into the quarterback position. And somebody needs to come in and handle the – opportunities that we have next season and i hope that we have a better season that uh makes sense to us that can get us back into winning winning uh rhythm so you guys have a nice day uh keep pounding uh somebody brought this up is an interesting point here is uh he said uh no one's gonna be coming here uh, you want to talk about how hard it's going to be to court uh, coaches is it's going to be even more difficult to co- or court free agents. Right. And so you're going to overpay. There is a long road ahead of the Carolina Panthers, I believe. And I think we are just like Andy Dufresne. And it turns out that we're only halfway through the tunnel of shit that we're crawling through. Yeah. Um, the far, Jay Anderson, very happy that the season was over in the previous call. People in the chat said we can't lose next week. I feel like I can take my Sundays back some. Right. Yeah. Um, my ice up pick this past Tuesday was for that uh, assisted suicide fucking machine. Yeah. This is now, why you need, now you needed services. No, this is no, this is why you don't legalize shit like that because you would be like, you know what? It's just like pff, casually people committing suicide right here because of how fucking terrible this is. It's terrible. This is like something that's gonna test, I think, the metal of this podcast. I am very comfortable that I am confident that the C3 Panthers podcast will live through this. I know we will. 
because this is actually part of just our friendships and our lifestyle now. I'd be curious to see how it affects creators in general, though, for the Carolina Panthers. And I'm not saying that other creators are just going to quit or something, but how do we as fans deal with the the down shifting of fan excitement for some time to come? In fact, the task ahead of the C3 Panthers podcast has become more challenging than ever. Right. Is that like right yeah. now we are going to have to try to figure out in this off season, not only how to generate excitement for people to watch our show and be part of the C3 community, which you can by smashing the thumbs up button, subscribe and being a C3 super fan, things like that. But we're going to have to do that in the face of a low tide of fan involvement of fan interest. I can't imagine that even even hardcore fans, the hardest core, this show is for the hardest of core of fans, right? It's for the fans that want to listen to a podcast that goes on for three hours on Tuesday night, regardless of whatever. No news, news, no nothing like this. Is then and then they're like pre-gaming in spaces and shit like that. Right. Is yeah, these right. guys, the, if you listen to this podcast, you are a fanatic. Yeah. Even fanatics are getting tired. That's fucking wild, dude. It's bad. This is really, really bad. And maybe we just need to continue to stoke the fire of the Bryce Young debate, Cody. Maybe that's it. Maybe you know I'm about to point there truly is, is to fucking continue to nerve touch. No, young is the quarterback because really it just doesn't matter. By the time we figure out if he could be, it's too late. No, we have, we have so many things this off season. That's going to keep us relevant uh, between the hiring of a new head coach to potentially a GM um, what the Bears are going to do with our number one overall pick. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of stuff to talk about. It doesn't all have to be about Bryce Young. My thing uh, is this, Cody, is that I feel like CK should say his name is Cody too, by the way. Um, CK is, while I want to talk about the coach, I want to talk about the GM. I'm going to, in the back of my head, continue to say, man, I got excited about this last hire. Yeah, I mean, it, dude. Like you're you allowed to be excited about the future. You're excited to be, you know, it's okay to be excited about the future. But these past few years have just beaten Panthers fans down so hard into the ground. It, it's you know, if you're not jaded to the whole process at this point, get ready because you will be. Uh, we are definitely going to stoke the fires of the quarterback discussion. That's not going away for a long time. We're going to talk about, uh, like, what do we address first? And, you know, Tony, you talked about the waning interest uh, just amongst all content creators that are doing this. We are going to have some firing watches and hiring watches, and those are always good for numbers because everybody wants their opinion on the guys that are in consideration, the guys that – um are not in consideration and ultimately the people that do end up getting hired and fired. Those are all big time news for us. So 
I, I feel like there's a fear you know, though. There's a fear though to me that despite that, yes, those are things. They're discussion points, like CK said. We have all of these discussion points. But my true fear is is that in those discussion points, there is a cynicism, a pessimism that shrouds everything to where I'm like this. I'm like, I don't even give a fuck if we get Ben Johnson. What the fuck Ben Johnson going to do for me? I almost feel like, imagine if you three years ago opened your mailbox and there was an invitation to a private party at David Tepper's house. Right. Like imagine how excited and cool you would be like, you're like, as long as we're not going to Epstein's Island, I am fucking excited. Like you, you're like nervous. I'm walking into David Tepper puts an invitation to his dinner party in my mailbox today. I'm walking in that bitch expecting him. The pressure's on him to impress me. (laughs) I'm walking in this bitch like this is like, Oh, just crab legs and fucking lobster tails. That's it, motherfucker. Like you got, it's going to be hard to impress me right now. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what offensive linemen are available in free agency that are supposed to spark my interest. Oh, the only name I've seen at left tackle is Tyron Smith, and Cowboys fans seem to think that he's old and over the hill. Um, like I told you before, we're going to need one or two more wide receivers. We're going to need one or two more linebackers, one or two more D linemen. And you got to hope that we put some pieces around Bryce enough next year to be able to evaluate him. Like, that's the thing. You're not even hoping for the playoffs next year. How could you be? You're hoping to see Bryce Young take a step forward, that there's something to build around, which which is what you were hoping for this year. Right. That's what you were hoping for this year. Look at what the Raiders did. Look at what the Raiders did, Cody. This team didn't get better despite Frank Reich. Right? I mean, they just didn't get better. This has been a deterioration completely. Absolutely, man. Um, Yeah, we got a good amount of calls left, CK. Probably like, not too many, maybe eight. Uh, Let's go to Anthony. Let's run through them. I'm hungry. Hungry. Hey, C3, it's Anthony back. So my thoughts on the offseason, um, Scott Fitter is going to be fired. I mean, my guy, um, my source that I showed you guys, he confirmed it too. He said it a couple weeks ago and I told you Schefter confirmed that he's going to be fired. Um, they need to really, um, really what they need to do is they need to go out and they need to draft offensive linemen. That's the number one priority. And I know we need a new play caller. That will come with a new head coach. Um, I'm not going to say it again, but anyone should be better from what I've seen on the field today. But, you know, I could be taking that with a grain of salt, and you never know. I said that about Frank Reich last year. That was the only reason I was semi-okay with him is because I thought he'd be better than Matt Rule. Turns out I was wrong. So in that aspect, yeah. Um, then we need to sign a big free agent wide receiver that doesn't fumble in the end zone, can catch can actually stretch the field and get contested catches, a.k.a. T. Higgins, if he even wants to come to this shit show. Nope. And then you need to draft a bunch of depth. Listen, I know Derek Brown's the best player on the team. He's elite at this point. He's the one that jumped to the elite status in my book. 
Um, I would pay him. I would flip Brian Burns for a first round pick and draft a receiver because I, I don't think defensive line has been the biggest need of ours. Um, also the next coach needs to put JC Horn on the best player on offense at all times. I, I don't know why anyone, they talk about how they think so highly of him and then they have him guarding fucking Trey Palmer. Like, what kind of logic is that? I'm sorry I sound like a hothead right now, but this was a waste of time to watch today. And if I didn't have prize picks on it, I wouldn't be watching it. I'm dead ass. So, yeah, there's that. And then you got to hope that Tepper stays out of the football operation. You have to hope he does. Because that's the only way anything, you know, is going to get fixed with this organization. Is Even if you hire a guy like Ben Johnson, if your hand's in the cookie jar and you're still telling him, who to sign, who, what to do this or that. Like, no, you can't do that. You know nothing about football. You you were dumb enough to think that we could draft this Bryce Young kid and put nothing around him and save money for defense when that was even a bullshit, um, bullshit talk by you too because the defense has tons of holes too. Listen, I'm just being honest with you guys. Next year, you're hoping for five wins, literally. Like, you're hoping for five to six wins, like third place in the division type shit. Like, it's it's not going to be this easy climb up or anything like that. That's not how it's going to go. We're in a serious rebuild right now. We're the worst team in the league. We have holes everywhere. And thanks to the people that traded all our offensive weapons, who, by the way, I'll say it again for the people in the back, we're not replaceable. We're not replaceable. Anthony from Charlotte. Thanks, Anthony. Um, I think the hard part for me accepting this, CK, is that mm-hmm. – it's not the record. Right. It's not the record that's the problem. It's the despair that comes with the daunting task ahead. The, un, you know, it's just how much of a problem this is to get out of. And yeah. frankly, while I, while I, like, I just don't agree with Anthony when they say who could have sp- to think that you could have done well with this team around him, you know, is like who would have ever thought you could get a guy like this and put him on this team and then be any good is I think we all thought the pair. I, I just don't think that anybody is. It's actually unfathomable that the Panthers were this bad this year. Right. That's the thing is it's not even that I needed them to be good. It is the reason Frank Wright got fired is because it was worse than anybody could have imagined by a, by a pretty hefty distance. Right. If there was yeah. any, if there was any potential that we had seen from this team, like we just don't see anything. anything. Yeah. Uh, we don't see anything. I mean, even when we have our good games, we lose. Right. Even when we have the best our best game of the season was a loss. Right. That's the, the Green Bay game. Well, that's from an offensive yeah. perspective. The defense was god awful in that game. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean it's there's it's hard to maintain hope. Here's the only thing I, I worry about with the people who are already, you know, on the position of moving on from Bryce Young. We have been on this roller coaster of starting a new quarterback every single year since 2018. Yeah. We have had Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, Tyle, the, you know t- uh, Taylor Heineke. Yeah, we've had Teddy uh, Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater Sam, Darnold. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton. 
PJ Walker. I mean, the idea sprinkled of, in throughout PJ Walker just by the way, this is the first year we've had a quarterback not be injured all the, like multiple times throughout that played the year, a whole season that played for pretty much a whole season and only missed one game technically. All right, um, maybe you know the dude needs an opportunity to get better, right? Um, everybody deserves an opportunity to get better. If you're a veteran and you're not getting, you don't look like you've gotten better. Uh, then that's where I have the issue with people like DJ Chark, right? DJ Chark came in here. He was supposed to be established. It's a five-year player. Right. And well, I mean, five years, right? Yeah. You should be, you should be yeah. showing a lot more on tape than what we've seen from DJ Chark. Should be fumbling uh, today, looking like a dumbass, like it's your first time playing wide receiver. Right. right. So, I mean, I, we have to be patient with some of these players. Some of them, not so much because they have, they have pedigree in this league to be able to show that they, they know what they're doing. And if they're not doing it now, then maybe they're already out of their prime. Um, and DJ Chark just doesn't look to be it. He had a good couple of games, but then he's just dropping balls. He's looking to be a part of the reason we lost this game because of three people. We lost it because of, uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., DJ Chark, and Iki Aquanu. CK, I'm 100% with you. Actually, this is this is not a defense of Bryce Young, nor is it an advocate or a, a diss on Bryce. I don't think the Panthers, A, have a choice to move on from Bryce Young yet. Oh, they don't. Yeah. I think that moving on from Bryce Young, even if he's wrong, wouldn't help. I mean, like if he's not the player, if he is a bust, it might help us more than anything to learn that organically next year. Right. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, what, what would starting over at the quarterback right away help this team with? And then nothing Nothing. You have so much more you need to do before that. And I've, I, I truly feel like this is, I don't feel like Bryce is the problem. I don't feel that Bryce is a guy that cannot succeed in this league. Do I, do I believe that Bryce Young had a disappointing season? Certainly. Do I think that there are all these caveats we could talk about if it was the right time if trading up all of those things. But right now, I just think it would be malpractice to be like this is imagine if you had a house that was literally falling apart, right? Like the foundation is crumbling. The roof is leaking, but you had dirty carpets and you were like, you know what? Let's replace the fucking carpet. No, work on the other shit first. Is that, look, if Bryce Young, Bryce Young could be a victim of circumstance by the end. He could be a guy that could have thrived on another team in a better place in a better moment. How many thousands of stories are there truly in the NFL like that, though, that are just not as high profile as a number one pick, right? A player that in the right place thrived, a player in the wrong place didn't, right? There is a chance that regardless of Bryce, that this is beyond Bryce Young's control if he is a success in Carolina, right? Like if the team just continues to stink around him, it doesn't matter what he does, that he will be the baby that's thrown out with the bathwater. Yeah. And that's truly my fear 
that by the time we get to the point of real evaluation of Bryce Young, it's too late. Um, But there's no sense with the way we are right now. Next year, you go all in on Bryce Young next year. Right. You, You start him every single game. You try to get better as a team. Whether you get better as a team or not, I don't know. But you have to try. There's no sense in just fucking knocking that out too and trying again there. And I do think he can play. And to be honest, I think uh, he's shown some mental fortitude throughout this season dealing with a lot of this shit. Is I almost feel like uh, other rookies in this type of situation would have only deteriorated more throughout the season. He didn't go and throw five picks every week and this and that. And maybe they didn't give him the chance to, but this is a systemic fail. While I'm not here advocating that Bryce has a, had a great season, nor am I going to try to say that you can defend him. And look, CJ Stroud are arguably could be an MVP candidate. Um, but right now I've got literal bigger fish fish to fry than Bryce uh, young. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Just hey, so much. I'm a realist here. And being a realist, I have to say this, and I know it hurts, but I think we should look at auctioning off what we have that's worth any value of draft picks. If this we is can the get scary a, part. a competent GM and a competent coach, sit back for a couple of years, just take the beatings, but get higher draft picks. Don't, don't end up being in the six or seven spot, be in the one or two spot, rebuild quickly with higher draft picks. And then just start all over. This is a disaster. This is two or three different regimes where you got mixed parts. It's kind of the island yes. of misfit toys roster. Let's just start all over. Let Bryce go out there and get beat up next year. Whatever. Yep. Build the line. It's not going to be for Bryce. It'll be for Shadur Sanders or Arch Manning. Just wonder what your thoughts are. I know people hate to hear this, but you give Derek Brown all that money. It's going to be for nothing. He's, he's going to play great on what? Three and 14, four and 12, four and 13 teams in the next few years. Trade that man and get draft picks and, and let mm-hmm. him go be the bars of being competitive during his prime because the time we're competitive, he's out of his prime. Thanks, guys. Love the podcast. I like this call a lot because I do think that this is a part, uh, something that we might need to, um, to really be thinking about as we go forward on. with the show not today but in the future weeks is that how do you get yourself look at the teams that have started turnaround from the Bengals to the browns to the texans this was a long road of a lot of picks come you know what i'm saying is we're gonna need one of those years in three years where we got two first round picks like that's what that happens to other teams that doesn't happen to the panthers that requires forward-thinking general managers that know how to get first-round picks. CK, and owners. Can you see my face? Okay. Uh, let's go to the next one. Hi, this is Michael Weidrick again. And also, I want to say, you know, this was a joke of a season for us. But man, oh man, I'm glad it's over. And I hope we all have a better season next season. We better drive, draft the right players. Get somebody that knows football better than Tepper. Get a coach that knows how to coach. 
And let's hope that these players are ready to fucking play because this is just a joke for us to be losing this badly and have a poor season. Like, honestly, I I just had it. I've had it with this team. This team's just not there for me. And I hope the Lions do make it to the Super Bowl when they do. Um, my grandmother will be the most happiest person ever. And, yeah, she won't have to kill me. Okay. <laughs> Keep pounding. Well, we heard her giggling in the background. We hope she's feeling better. Let's go to the next call. What's going on, C3 family? D, signed for North Carolina. Shout out to the great Tony Dunn, to the homie Cody Lack, to that Cole Dizzle, CK, shoot, to shut the hell up, Panther Pickle, to that effing guy, Muscle Mariner, to Kristen Ledane, the blind Panther. I want to say that this season has been a challenging season. And I'm thankful for every single one of y'all to navigate through this time. Um, As I've called before, some of the things that y'all have helped me with just on a personal level of just having community means the world to me. We appreciate you, D. I'm not going to harp on a lot of the negative of today or being shut out twice. Um, I'm more on the thing of where I'm in a world of optimism because, you know, GM is probably going to be gone. If there's anything to believe with Tepper getting an outside firm, maybe we'll get the right coach in there now. But shout out to Derek Brown um, having that record for tackles, I think, for defensive tackles or defensive linemen in a season. I look forward to him next year. I look forward to Chuba. I look forward to the growth of Bryce. But that DJ Chalk, he is an absolute I, – I don't know. Did somebody pay that man to come and help tear down the walls uh, of the Panthers. I mean, I'm not going to get two plays happen, bang, bang, and all that, but he was holding that football like a loaf of bread. I don't understand what was going on in that play, uh, the running play. You know, it was just indicative of our season, and I think that's why this game was a little more painful to me because as I watched, I was able to see and ascertain just in this one game our problems all year the picture was painted perfectly and that's why this game stung so much to me yeah you can just watch this game instead of watching the whole season every single one of you in this Panther family Um, I never thought I'd have a group of I like to call friends and family now and I just want to say I'm going to enjoy chatting with y'all during the off season and I encourage y'all to keep pounding and find something to hold on to for next year. I love every single one of you. It's D from Sanford, North Carolina. C3, keep doing what y'all are doing. Greatest podcast, longest Panther podcast out there. I love every single one of y'all to the bottom of my Love heart. you, D. Appreciate you, man. Keep pounding. We needed a call like that. I agree 100%. You could have just, instead of... You know, if we put this game in a this game film in a time capsule in twenty years ago, it just said Panthers twenty season twenty twenty three season in a nutshell. That would have been fine. No offense. Bryce Young getting destroyed, receivers sucking, and a team doesn't even have to do anything to beat you. Next goal. 
Squats up, C3. What do we got to cheer for? The shittiest team ever and the shittiest owner ever. Yeehaw. This is Raleigh, by the way. I don't know if I said it or not. But can it get worse? Mm, I think so. Wait till uh, we see who sticks around tomorrow. Well, you know, next year and who actually coach-wise wants to sign with us. Talk to you guys later. Panther fans, keep pounding. I didn't even watch the game today because right, I knew what was going to happen. Man, that stinks. Uh, let's go to the next call. Hey, guys. Panthers realists one more time. I wanted to point out that since about 80% of Panther Nation has had wet panties for the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud since about mid-year, I wanted to explain a little bit about how that happened. That wasn't just Nico Ryan's walk in drafted Stroud and then off they were. They spent two years of taking their lumps, yep. building up draft picks, making the correct draft picks. They had a they have a great GM in Nick Casario. They have all the pieces there ready for Stroud to be successful, including the right coaching staff. Those last two coaching staffs they had when they were taking their lumps, those were literally just one year rental coaches. That's like hiring a substitute te- a substitute teacher guys for two semesters, they didn't plan to have the full-time coach there. They wanted to let other people take those lumps. We need to go just get somebody cheap. If nothing else, make Tabor the head coach for a couple of years. It's not going to matter. We're going to beat two and 15, three and 14. Go build up the, the roster with a good GM. Then we can go and have the number one pick. If there's an arch man or somebody out there, who knows? And, you know, let's say 26, then we can make that jump the Texas made. But that's how we would do it. If C.J. Stroud came here, it would be the same story. Uh, again, love the podcast. Keep pounding Panther Nation. It's going to be a long one. Uh, thank you. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that call, but also kind of uh, it almost is a argument, too, of opportunity to some degrees. Did I say Nick Casario is a great GM? This Just two and a half years ago, they were the oldest roster in the NFL. And you could say maybe that was part of the grand plan, but it didn't look like he had a plan is what I do agree with you. One hundred percent is that it didn't just happen in one draft, right? Is that a lot of things have been building for this moment to where a coach, this D'Amico Ryans could come in and CJ Stroud could come in and then they could have some success. Um, I don't think it happens overnight. I think some of it is a little lucky too, you know, is that because, they didn't have this season. All of a sudden, Nick Casario, you have some question marks about it. But I agree with your the general sentiment and also that this is not something that just and – I, and I think that's what's been so hard for us as Panther fans to swallow right now is that we didn't feel like we were that – we thought we were in sort of a position to build sooner than later. Like, I'm not saying you just drop Bryce Young in and we're – I just thought this team would by default be better than it was the last the year before. Yeah. Regardless of having a rookie quarterback, it wasn't the case. Last three calls, they're not all that long. Yo, it's White Chocolate Express though. Fuck, thank God this season's over. My God, this was awful. Everything was awful. The trade was awful. I mean, my God, we could have went 
We could have started Matt Crow this whole year. Or Andy Dalton or fucking Sam Darnold. Drafted Jordan Anderson with DJ Moore and probably have the same record and having the first overall pick with the, with the choice to pick whoever we want at quarterback without having to trade fucking draft capital. This is fucking gross and disgusting. Like, good God. Like, we, you gotta build the fucking team. Like, I know Bryce is not the best quarterback ever, but you still gotta build it. Now people are like, well, I guess in the next two years we're gonna have to redraft another quarterback. No! Use every single year Bryce has under his rookie contract to build this team. And if it, and if Bryce ain't it by the end of the contract, bye bye. At least you have a built team. At least you have a sturdy team to go draft a rookie quarterback to come into a good situation and not a shit show. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know anymore, honestly. Like, who do we get 33? Um, I don't know. Personally, I, I really don't. I don't know what to do. Put the draft another tackle, but it can't guard. Hopefully that works. Pray. Cross your fingers. I mean, or just, you know, get offensive linemen for agency and draft the receiver because the receivers are, you know, they develop faster than offensive linemen. It's but, uh, sad, man. When you want thought, what a fucked up year to be a Panther fan. It was definitely interesting with fucking teams sucking, Bryce sucking, even though we traded up all those picks. DJ Moore going off, DMC going off, David Tepper going off, throwing drinks at fucking fans. Yeah, yeah the worst. we are the Washington Panthers. Worst. Yay. Um, I think this is that if we don't get that GM news, CK, I don't know how we generate any type of optimism, regardless of who you hire or this or that, because I need that GM to come in, the new GM, and give me at least uh, a destination that you're in a pathway that you're going to try to get there. And and beyond that is we need to have hope that whoever we pick is going to be able to actually draft uh, quality and uh, developmental players that will develop uh, in the uh, in the later rounds because we do not have uh, a first round pick. So yeah. you're going to have to draft a guy or hopefully hire a guy who can get that uh, those second, third, fourth. Like the second round hit, we haven't hit a second rounder in like a decade. It feels like it just feels like forever. Maybe you know Curtis Samuel when he drafted in second, that might have been the closest. Yeah, and you really can't even say he hit. Um. Yeah, I agree. No, we have it. Um. No, is uh, the last time we hit a second rounder was KK Short. Uh, by mm. the way, apparently now I'm learning that, um, you know, when players are leaving the field or coming on the field normally, uh, kids try and reach their hand down this. for high fives. How about the Panthers' uh, security? blocks off the railing so that no kids can even get a handshake or a high five from the players, dude. Talk about no fun. Drinks on them. Probably, uh, last two calls. 
Oh, what a year, gentlemen. What a year. Oh, I just thought I'd call in, see if I can petition my Madden franchise to be officially canon. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen such a worse year. But, you know, I, I think there's more hope than, than everyone's going to lead on. I mean, um, there's such mediocrity or, 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 you know, whatever you want to call it in the NFL. You know, you can't take a losing team and, and, and you know, create a create a spark, but I agree with you guys. It's not going to, it is not going to change unless, you know, we really focus on the offensive line. We may not be able to sign, you know, all-stars, but we need to create competition at each, at each position and, and go with the best setup. If, If Icky ends up being the best option at left tackle, then so be it. But we can't go into next season, in my opinion, thinking that he's just a shoe for left tackle. I agree with Cody. He has to be given a shot at uh, someone else has to be given a shot at left left tackle. Um, he might be the shoe in for left guard. Um, and then you have to look at the receivers. Um, I don't. I don't think you really have to look at like how many are they going to carry on the roster. So you have Mingo. He's going to be a shoe in for the most part. You know, feeling if he's around. If not, then you have to have like a feeling type or a replacement. Um, you're going to have, uh, I think you should keep Amir Smith Marset. Um, who else is over there? Uh, so you're, you're kind of looking at, you know, like one, one receiver to kind of come in and compete, maybe two. But I, I agree with Tony, you know, you kind of have to bring in two offensive line, uh, left tackle capable. Uh, players who can compete and then just go into the season with the best possible combination that you can and, uh, and, and, and help build that culture. I, I think you also need to kind of bring in uh, a heavier running back and um, have a little bit more of a power running game and, and go from there. But, um, and, and then most importantly, you need to be able to develop and coach and, and create, you know, create a better culture. So you don't have those things. You know, developing, you're not going to be around for very long. And if you don't have great coaching, you're not going to be able to change anything on the fly. You know, because your scheme has to fit what you, you know, what the players that you have, and and what you're trying to build. And it, the quickest way to do it, in just my opinion, is you know, you smash people on the face, and you do that with your offensive line and a power running game, and then you have your play action pass with Bryce Young, and uh, and just you know. Go from there. I agree 100 with that call. I'm wondering, are you guys going to be 100% agree with that call? Yes. I'm hoping if he said we're going to be around for the offseason. Yes, we're here every Tuesday night, live at 9 p.m. Rain, sleet, snow, shine, offseason, on-season. A lot to talk about. And here is the final call of the 2023 season post-game show. 20C3 didn't go the way we anticipated. Gentlemen, thank you for making it through the worst season in Carolina Panthers history. Garbage. And this owner is, a, is an incompetent douchebag total asshole. And I, I completely agree with Nervosh when he sent the $5 V love bomb that I don't want to retain anyone in the staff or scouting department. Everyone has to go fire them all. 100% spot on. 
so, gentlemen, uh, I appreciate what you do. Thank you for getting through the season. And I must admit, I actually watched more of the C3 podcast than I did of the Carolina <laughs> Panthers game. I gave up on the team. I just knew that this roster was garbage and played garbage as coach. But the owner, he's just someone who's a total scumbag. I can't stand the man too. And I, you know, I tell you what, and I, and I know it's terrible to say this, but if this man, if he, if Pepper was ass raped and beaten within an inch of his life and I knew who did it, I wouldn't say a thing about it. I know it's terrible to say it. So gentlemen, uh, I owe you guys an end of year super chat love bomb. So it's coming right up after I play this call. Once again, many thanks for sticking in there through this season and there's always hope just won't come next year or maybe the year after but eventually the Panthers will get better we'll have fun again bye 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 appreciate you brother it's a bad season when the final call ends on a discussion of ass rape (laughs) imagine you know they say rape is not about sexuality it's about power imagine the power you would feel (laughs) in a 20 billion (laughs) oh man um, um I, dude, yeah. I'm just um I, hmm. I'm kinda like everyone else. Um I'm relieved that it's over. We have a lot of questions to answer. Who's the left tackle? Is it Christian Center or Kwanu? Who's gonna be the wide receivers? Do we draft one or break the bank in free agency? Is Bryce the quarterback of the future for the Carolina Panthers? Boys, I need everybody to buckle in. And pledge your allegiance to the C3 family because it it is going to be a long, dark, and lonely offseason. And the only way that we are ever going to get through it is if we band together and make it through this as C3 Panther Nation. That's the only uh, way. Fantastic. My uh, Tony's Jabroni is the Carolina Panthers 2023 team. If you have Same. a jabroni, you can put up or I mean, oh, uh, DJ Chark gets a jabroni for today. And, uh, mine uh, is David Tepper. You are the biggest jabroni of the entire year for the Carolina Panthers. I believe that you forced a, a quarterback onto a coach who didn't want him. I believe that you kept a general manager far too long who was never contributing to this team. And I feel like uh, you have given the Panthers fandom the least amount of hope that it has ever had maybe in its history ck you got a jabroni yeah um it's got to go to terrace marshall jr uh his first opportunity coming back to the team at being active for the first time in half of a season uh was his opportunity to try to show other teams what he was capable of doing um and we just continue to see more of the same uh, he continued to disappoint. He was non-existent in the past game. Um, and uh, when he was also non-existent in the past game, he somehow still found a way to make sure that we didn't score a touchdown when we uh, surely did. Um, and uh, and so I just want to give him the uh, uh, Jabroni Award. All right. Uh, Tuesday night show uh, is going to be fun. Is going to be a lot to talk about. There will be a lot of uh, guarantee and there's going to be news coming out tomorrow uh, as these coaches get fired and automatically teams start getting into GM and head coaching searches. The C3 so, Panthers podcast. How about this, Tony? Here. Before we go for more, uh, if there is news tomorrow, I will try my best to do a live show 
tomorrow. If let's say we get news that Fitter is fired, uh, I will do my best to do a show so that way we can have some sort of uh, reaction for that, man. Let's hope I am going live. Yeah. All right. That's the 2020. 20 C three season, uh, not the best, but good for the podcast or strong season for the podcast, bad season for the Carolina Panthers. I'm locking arms with my brothers on this panel and all these people that are listening to chat. We thank you for your time, your attention, your energy, your passion. Uh, I hope you have so much passion that you would throw a drink on David Tepper. Um, Cody Lack, love you. Love CK. Take us out of here. C three nation. As we bid fare thee well to the 2023 season, we say to all of you, keep pounding.